Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 3. Here's Pastor Ryan. Incredible turnout. It was unbelievable. About 30 of us were there. We were discussing the contrasts and the similarities between King Saul, first king of Israel, and King David, the second king of, of Israel. We know that Jesus Christ comes from the lineage of King David. Jesus is the son of David. But they, they, they had similarities and they had major contrasts. In the beginning of their lives, they had similarities. King Saul was called of the Lord. And God promised King Saul that if you do well, if you obey me, I will bless the kingdom. I will bless you. No one can come against you. And he said the same thing to King David. If you honor me, if you obey my word, nothing can come against you. I will bless the kingdom for your sake, yada, yada, yada. Those were the things they had in common. But then one continued strong, King David, while Saul fell away. And Saul notoriously fell away because of a lack of obedience. He, he didn't continue to grow in the Lord. He, his growth stopped and he was not, no, no longer obedient. He had the same kind of flowery Christianese speech where he would say, you know, bless you of the Lord and such and such, but he wasn't obedient to the Lord. And so his life spiritually stopped and God sent an evil spirit to him to top it off. So we were talking about this, and I, and I thought, you know, that us men agreed that in order to mature as Christians, we have to obey the Lord. We have to first obey the Lord. Some people think that maturity in, in Christianity is how much scripture you've memorized, how many ministries you do. That's not maturity. Maturity is obedience to the Lord. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 15, please. 1 Samuel chapter 15. It's before, it's before 1 and 2 Kings, the front of your Bible. Beginning at verse 13. And give me an amen once you are there. A little backdrop to the story, the Amalekites. King Saul was and the armies of Israel were to destroy the Amalekites for their wickedness. God said to utterly annihilate them. Don't bring nothing back. None of the, none of the normal, you know, uh, spoils of war. Destroy it all. And so Samuel the prophet goes to meet King Saul as he's coming back from the battle. Verse 13. Then Samuel went to Saul. And Saul said to him, listen to this, this language here. Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel said, what then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen, which I hear? And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, be quiet. 
And I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on. So Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. Uh, Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites, but the people, right, the people's fault, took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as inequity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. That's heavy stuff right there. But it's true. People can say, I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm, I'm right with God. Well, tell me why you're right with God. Because I do, do, do this, and I do that, and I do this. And so, you know, I'm good with God. We are to examine ourselves. I was good with God five years ago, I think. Five years before then, I was good with God. But what was good 10 years ago might not necessarily be good for me now. Why? Because he's calling me to grow in maturity. So as Christians, in our flesh, we bring down the bar. And we say to God, I'm good. I go to church, I paid my tithe, and I live however I want to live. For me, myself, but I'm good. I see it all the time. I must challenge myself. Lord, what was good for you, you know, a month ago, I'm open to whatever changes you want in my life. And I have to obey what the Spirit is saying to my heart and to the church so that I can bring to you what God has put on my heart, similar to Samuel, where he said, you know, I'll tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Sometimes the brothers are like, oh, brother, here we go. And that's how the men's breakfast was. It was just like, uh, what happened to this dude? Usually when I travel and I'm tripped out in a foreign land like Idaho, northern Idaho, where there's freedom. <laughs> Not used to all that freedom. God speaks in the land of bald eagles, you know, in snow and ice. And, you know, it's like, and he speaks to me about what he wants me to do. And this is one of those things where Christians can say, well, I'm doing these sacrifices, but they're still doing their own thing. When I meet people and they share with me about their ministries, I often will ask them, what church do you go to? Who's your pastor? And the reason why I ask that is because biblically, God's word, all of us should have a pastor. All of us should have a church that's over us as accountability and an umbrella. 
And people like to tell oh, this and this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, feeding the poor here, feeding the poor there, doing this, doing that, doing this and the other. Who's your pastor? Like who's behind you? That's important. I've had people, you know, say they don't need the backing of the church and they go off and do the work of the Lord. Besides, he likes sacrifices. Like Saul said, hey, I may have done my own thing, but I know you like sheep. Guess what I brought you? Lots of sheep and lots of ox. You know, it's like, it's like patronizing the Lord. You told me to do something. You said not to do something. I did it anyways, but here are my sheep. Here's my tithe. Now let me do what I'm going to do. And God says, that's, that's like witchcraft. That's like idolatry. What kind of adult, idolatry? Self-idolatry. Where I'm just like, Jesus, you bless my ministry after the fact. And so what we like to do here is follow the scriptures. Jesus said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with wisdom, the Bible says. In Hebrews chapter 13, 17, it says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. And it's always weird for me to share these scriptures because I'm the pastor and you're thinking to yourself, what, do I got to listen to you? Well, it's not that way. I'm just called to this position. I'm a nobody. But God called me to this position for a reason. And if he called me here, then he's going to give me some discernment on how to help people along the way in their journey. And I would just say to you that if we're going to mature, make sure that you're obeying the Lord. Not on the standards that you've set for yourself, but on what is the, what is the Spirit saying to you today? Oh, He can't be speaking through you. Well, who am I? Either I'm called or I'm not. And you have to decide that, right? This isn't a jail or a fortress. You guys can come in and, and leave as you... Whoever is your pastor is your pastor, but if I'm your pastor, please listen to what I'm saying. It's of the Lord. Be open to the changes he wants to make in your life. Serving God, being obedient to him is the only way we grow. It's the only way. I'm, I'm here because of all the people in my life along the way. All of you have helped me grow. And, and that's church. And the men and I realize that it's seeking God by which we grow, obedience to him, and being around each other. You know, what does the Bible say about he who isolates himself, rages against all wise wisdom, and he, you know, we can't isolate ourselves. And that's what the devil's been trying to do. You can't grow isolated. The walls aren't going to tell you, you know what, you should up the level in your Christianity. Your heart's going to tell you, your flesh is going to tell you, you know what, that level that you set for yourself, that's fantastic. But listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. All us men got edified yesterday. All us men got encouraged not to rank out, not to bring down the bar, not to let anybody in our church set the bar for Christianity down here. We are growing. I shared about uh, Brother Brian, who is uh, Darren, our drum uh, beater, uh, is that what you call him? <laughs> yeah, so like his, his father-in-law would come into our, when we were at Hemmerling up the street, we were renting the school, his father-in-law was, was ailing and dying. And he would walk in with a walking stick and he had even walking, like hiking boots. He'd come in and he had a backpack with a feeding tube and he'd walk in. Mm. 
And then another brother also shared, well, John Miles, who's with the Lord now, he had dialysis three times a week and he was so weak and he would just sit in the front of the church. I'm, I'm not gonna stay home. He could have used, I'm weak. But see, when we get together, when we get together, the Bible, we go, to, okay, that, those are our feelings. What does the Bible say in Hebrews 12? That we have not resisted sin to the point of bloodshed. God says, look to Jesus on the cross, okay? Before we start making excuses for human weakness. I mean, I'm speaking to the, myself here. God's like, this is 2023. The world is insane right now. We cannot deal with the world unless we're walking in the spirit and we know what time it is. God doesn't want our sheep, our sacrifices to placate him. He's like, can I use you? Can I interrupt your life? Or does it have to be convenient? Well, how convenient was him to die on the cross for us? You know, when was the last time we were scourged? And he bore those stripes so that we wouldn't have to. So what he says is important. And what he says in Matthew 7 is really hardcore. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I remember talking to a a brother, and he was going to go off and save the world, man. Did not want our church's backing, but was with our church for a long time. Everything was fantastic about the church. And your preaching is fantastic, he would say. And when I said, not now, do something else for us that's needed, he's gone. He's gone. And other denominations where they ordain people in two minutes said, if that's what the Holy Spirit's telling you what to do, don't let that pastor and that church stifle you. You go and do what God, so he's out there. And I know people are being blessed by his ministry because God's word doesn't return void. But I know that brother's gonna get the chastening of the Lord because what matters to God, most of all is our obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Let the Lord send you. As Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you by the laying of the hands by the elders. We laid hands on you. Now go. Not, how would you like it if if you didn't know my background? How would you like it if you didn't know that I had Pastor Jerry and Calvary Chapel, uh, Romoland behind me? You'd be like, well, who's this dude? Who called you? Exactly. And you should be. Because biblically, we call our pastors from amongst the people, where the people uh, recognize the person before God. It's not just somebody choosing them. It's, it's, it's yeah, the, the church acknowledges that you're a pastor. And, and, and anyways, you get what I'm saying? You can grow if you're not obedient to the Lord. Doesn't matter what religious things you do. Get under that umbrella. You know, if you look at the the pastoral epistles, even deacons, you know, let them first be tested. Let them show themselves faithful. Hand this off to faithful men who can likewise teach others. It's God's standards. 
Saul's like, man, hey, I'm fulfilling the command of the Lord. Look at me. Blessed are you of the Lord. See through that christian stuff. Are you, are you honoring God? Are you isolated? Do you not come to church? Why don't you come to church? Why are you the one that, that, that God, we all have to come, but why not you? If you're watching. <laughs> get out of bed. Get, get into, why not you? Why are you the exception? <laughs> Trust me, God is good with me. Yeah. Show me. You show me Hebrews 10. And if you look at Hebrews 10, verse 24, where it says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. That basically says, consider one another so that you mature in the faith. Your faith encourages me to have faith. Your strength encourages me to be strong in the Lord. Your endurance and your perseverance strengthens me. The reason why I can tell you about John Miles is because it happened in our church. I saw him. I lived with him. He was one of us, and he still is. He's in heaven. I saw his life so that it would be imprinted in my heart to never let anybody else come to church and bring down the standard. Oh, it looks like rain. I didn't go to church. I mean, you isolate yourself from the men. And you'll start listening to other voices. The flesh. We're supposed to lead our wives spiritually. My wife, if she's not in the spirit, will weaken me if I listen to her. How about that? That's biblical. Christ is ahead of man and man is ahead of woman. If she's not in the spirit and on fire, I have to sift through what she tells me because she can, can, can weaken me spiritually. And I love her to death, and she'll agree with me. Me too. If I'm not in the Spirit, if I'm not seeking the Lord, I'll weaken her. And that's why there's problems in marriages today. Because we have to walk in the Spirit, or else there's arguing, there's envy, there's strife, there's no love. And when we got married... There's nothing I wouldn't do for her that day. <laughs> nothing. You know, think about it. In my tux and her in her dress, she can throw rocks at me. And I'd say, oh, you're just not being yourself. I'm here. I love you. <laughs> Snap out of it. And we get to the point where they just look at us wrong and we're just like, what? <laughs> you know, what happened? We've lost our love. We lost our way. We're not walking in the spirit. We should get back to the, I've seen your worst and I still love you. I'm still going to pick you up. I'm still, you're still, it's like the good Samaritan and like Pastor Manny shared at our couples thing that was the best, best we've ever had. And he was just like, you know, you're going to be like the priest and step over them, walk around them, ignore them. Or you're going to say, man, something happened to them. They're emotionally messed up. They're physically messed up. Let me go band-aid them up and help them pick them up and, not take these things personal and just they're not at their best. I'll still love them. Let us consider one another. As is the man, and he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, 
and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I need this just as much as everybody else. You want to know why I go to the men's breakfast? You want to know why I come Wednesday night? And it's not just because I'm the pastor and I got to be here. It's to be strong. I got to be around God's people. There's no reason why we shouldn't have 40 to 50 men next breakfast. And sisters with the women things too. Because you may think you're being obedient, but ask God if he's calling you to something higher, more maturity. And so anyways, so maturity comes by obedience and being around other Christians. We can, we can, we can stump our growth by isolating ourselves and then eventually, that's basically leaning on your own understanding, which the Bible says, don't, don't start leaning on your own understanding. We need somebody to tell us we're crazy. Other than our wives, trust me. We do. We need men, men, men. We need men to tell us. Watch, stand fast, quit, quit ye like men, be strong in the Lord. Gird, gird, you know what it, Gird yourself like a man, the Bible says. Act like a man. Our wives are, maybe they'll say that or whatever. I don't know. But it means more when the brothers are together. It means more. The, fruit of the, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. There's no fear in love. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the goodness that you've bestowed upon us so graciously. Father, I ask that you would bless this church, your bride, Jesus, that you're going to come back for at any moment. We are your bride. As we would do anything for our spouses on that wedding day, we would do anything. Lord, you're in heaven saying, I'll do anything for your spiritual well-being. I'll do anything to make you holy and pure. Jesus, we're open to whatever changes you want to do in our hearts. You set the standard, Lord, not us. You, are, you have plans, Lord, and we want to be about your plans, not our own. So, Father, this morning, I pray that you would strengthen all of us in the faith. Help us, Lord, not to get troubled because they're talking about the banks failing and digital currency and buy up silver and gold and dig a bunker in your backyard and worry. And, Lord, our life is in your hand. We can have all the gold and all the silver and all the bunkers in the world and still perish. Amen. But also on the other side, Lord, you take care of your people in time of famine. So I pray for the church that we wouldn't fear, that we wouldn't stop being obedient to you, for that is what you're seeking in these dark times, more obedience, not less. Let not the world dictate to our heart what we're going to do and what we're not, but let your spirit guide us.
And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who hasn't received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and you would like to have assurance this morning that if you died today, you will be in the presence of the Lord and you will go to heaven. You want that assurance this morning and you haven't given him your life, please raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer to ask Jesus Christ into your heart. He said that if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. If you deny me before men, I will deny you. So is there anybody here that needs to repent this morning and give their life to Jesus? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.